What's up, Warriors? Welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. And I am, as always, Scott Pagliaccio over here on the other side of the screen, hanging out with my brother, Rob. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about turning disaster into opportunity. And I think to make this like more digestible, we're going to be breaking it down into a breakup, which usually kind of feels like the end of the world. So I think... I think maybe we can first start talking by like what, what happens physiologically when you break up and I'll, I'll break that down for the first, I would say two weeks to a month, there's a 50% drop in serotonin, which means that things will hit harder. Serotonin is what we do or what our minds use to regulate our emotions. And you might know that if you have low serotonin, you're more likely to have anxiety or depression. So during that first two weeks, you're going to feel like shit warmed over. And physiologically, there's not much you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> shit it's, warmed over. I like that. It's, it's, it's the worst. It's pretty thing. accurate, Rob. Yeah, shit warmed over is like, yeah, it is not a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, what, one of my least favorite feelings. And every single time it happens, it's like, oh, right, yeah, I made the right move. And then the next day is like, oh, fuck, I remember why I don't do this because <laughs> I feel like this for at least a week, probably two to four weeks. And it's going to come and go. So if you're going through that right now, first thing to know is, hey, that's actually very normal. And this will pass, but it's going to take about a month. So earlier, Scott and I were talking about, hey, what would we do? What would we do with that one month? Like, how do we make that into an opportunity for ourselves when everything seems like it feels like shit? Um, so, I mean, Scott, you're going through this right now, man. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Choosing me. I think that, that to make it simple, uh, choose yourself. I'm, I signed up for a Spartan race um, and I didn't just sign up because I wanted to do it. I'm, I'm also pushing my edge. I want to win. Like, my intention is to win this thing in my age group. So I don't have a lot of time to focus on, you know, this other person. Uh, and it, it's a, to set some context, it's a, it may be a little bit different. It's not, we're still friends. My heart is still open to this person. My, there's no contracting and pulling away and I'm never going to see her again. It's not like that. So it, it's a little bit easier knowing that and it's still fucking hard. And I still feel like shit warmed over. To go back to your question, Rob, just putting attention on myself and, you know, um, building my business um, has been really important and in, in putting energy into that and then helping other people. Like I had a man reach out to me. You know, I'm starting this men's group and, you know, it's we're starting to scale it up. Uh, and I had a man reach out to me and just say, hey, man, I'm struggling. I need some I need I need some help. And so. I, initially, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I have it in me. And then I was like, no, dude, this is what you do, man. You know, take the atten attention off of poor you and place it on him. And we ended up having the most amazing, amazing experience yesterday and just holding space for him and allowing him to work through his stuff. And it was so gratifying. And I'm so grateful that I did because I really would have missed out on something special. And then to go back to the training part, man, like, two hours in the gym every day, man, just going hard in the paint um, with this mindset that I'm going to win this thing and all my energy that I used to put into her, I'm placing in 
me. I'm putting it on me. And there's no room to lament except for on the way to the gym this morning when I started to think about her. And, I, and then I just, and then, then I felt the feelings. I was like, oh, that's sadness. It was deep sadness. And I, I put my hand on my heart as I was driving and one on my, well, not one on my stomach. At the stop light, I put one on my stomach and one on my heart. Uh, <laughs> driving with no hands, crying. That's what we recommend. Yeah, no, no, actually, Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Get yourself a self-driving car. That's that's the solution here. Yeah. And I recognized what the sadness was around. And, you know, it was it was a lot of things. It was, you know, mourning the loss of um, the way that we, I chose to stay connected with her. You know, that's, it's not going to be that way anymore. So I chose me there. Like I said, a boundary. Like I can't continue to give of myself in this way, knowing that I want more than what I'm getting back and that's okay. And I just felt the sadness and felt it, cried, felt it some more, cried. And then, you know, the red light turned to green and I'm on my way to the gym and I'm back focusing on me. And then I got to the gym and I, like, I got a plan. Like I really plan, I, I have a, a training regimen that's very specific. And w once I get into it, I'm like, there's nothing, there's, I got blinders on to everything else outside of me. And all I'm focused on is doing this work, man. And uh, yeah, it feels fucking good, man. Like right now I feel sore. My chest feels huge. My <laughs> arms feel big, man. And I'm just like, God damn and it. Yeah. It's giving me this incentive. Like I haven't trained this hard in a very long time for something. And, and, and I'd been off my, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something. And I just didn't take action. And so, yeah, it feels really, really good to put the attention on me. I'm taking good care of me right now instead of hyper-focused over there. I was on mute. Um, so I, <laughs> I want to... <laughs> I, I think there are a few cool things that came up here. So for you listening right now, I'm going to break down specific steps inside of Scott's sharing that you can start doing today right now to feel better um so first things first you are going to feel bad continuously <laughs> but it, warmed over baby but but it doesn't have to be you can actually tackle this one day at a time you just have to hit a certain reset point that's what i'm going to call it and one way to do that if, of course is what scott mentioned movement and lifting heavy you're going to get mm -hmm. your endorphins flowing um, and, and movement is useful in general for processing really heavy, dark emotions like sadness, but you, you, that's one way to do it. If you don't want to sit and cry, I think sitting and crying is actually one of the most effective ways to do it. Like, yep. um, I, I was reading this quote online that I love from someone actually, I actually don't like, but this quote was too good to pass up. It was just like holding your, your emotions is like holding in a fart. Like after after a while, it just starts to hurt, right? Like it's yeah, man. It's 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 a bad time. You need to get those emotions out, and your body is trying to do that. So the more you fight it, the more it's just gonna fucking hurt. The other thing that Scott mentioned is, hey, I can help other people, and that's counterintuitive because it's like I feel like ass. Like why will I I need to I need to be in bed right now eating ice cream and jerking off? Like I I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that, that's actually, that's a normal thing too, right? Cause like yeah. our brains want dopamine. We want to feel better. So sugar and porn, like that's a quick way to feel better for like 10 seconds and then feel real shit afterwards. Um, so the alternative here is we help someone else, which has actually been demonstrated scientifically to increase our serotonin levels, which is what we need in that moment. Um, and surprisingly, that one little gesture, like you buy a bunch of bananas and give it to a homeless guy on the mm. side of the road, that minute of gratitude where it's like, hey, I just helped someone who, who probably at that moment in time did not meaningfully have the ability to do that for himself. That will change your day. The other thing that Scott mentioned here that I think is really important is it's kind of in the vein, and this is the way I think about it. I can't feel any fucking worse right now. I can't, I can't feel worse. So let me do the things that I was terrified of. I'm not going to feel worse. I can't feel any more regret than I feel right now. So let me do the things I was too scared to do. And you take a moment and you write down the stuff that you would want. Let me use this as an opportunity to reset. Everything is broken in a, it's in shambles. Okay, well, let me rebuild the pieces. Here's what I want to look like in a month from now. And then you start going towards that. Yeah, I love that, man. And I think also to echo what you said about feeling your feelings and crying, man, super important, super important. Like that's my go-to move first and foremost, man, is to feel what I'm going through, man, to move through it. So there's that is like top of the list man for me now it's not no you know don't get me wrong i do the i do the other behaviors as well but i feel like i'm in a really good space right now um to to do that first you know because i think that then helps me to move into action around all those other things you were saying about checking off the list like helping other people um going to the gym um you know just getting back in alignment so i think that to echo what you said is to do that first, feel your feelings, man. That's our job as men, as humans, um, and not to stuff them. That just, for me, just creates more um, inner conflict, more um, yeah. dis-ease. So yeah, man. Yeah, it Love makes it worse, that. doesn't it? Like it's like, yeah. that's so, that's, that's where, and, and I, I feel like I don't have reliable access to crying all the time. Sometimes it creeps in. But it's almost like I need to be reacting to something. But like, mm. but but I can tell because when I'm sad, I can't stop thinking like dark, depressing shit. Like it'll be like, oh, it's such a nice day out, but fucking global warming. And like there'll be some <laughs> some edge to the thing that I'm thinking. I won't be able to turn it away, and that's how I'll know it's like it's time to fucking cry. And what what I found helpful, um, if you're listening right now, what I found helpful is that I will load up a song. Like I have a breakup playlist that I cultivate. It's like these songs make me fucking cry. And then I'll listen to them. Um, yeah. Johnny Cash is hurt. It's a really big one. And like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, I love goes away in the end. Fuck. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm big into, into the song thing too, man. That can get, that gets me right into my heart immediately. Like that's definitely have a playlist. Same for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice having the permission to do that because, like, I have so much, like, manly man programming there that, like, sometimes I know I need to, but I can't bring myself to do it. So if you need a hack, finding a song, finding a movie to facilitate that for you uh, will go a long way. And then you just feel like yourself again for the rest of the day, which is crazy. Like, like how could I go from feeling this bad to, like, this good in, like, 10 minutes? 
Well, that's you releasing your emotions. Yeah, man, you're moving through it rather than staying stuck in it, man. The loop, the thoughts, emotions, thoughts, emotions, thoughts, emotions. And yeah, man, read some Rumi or Kabir or Hafiz, man. Like love poetry, man. That'll get you in your heart really quick too. Um, that's something else I was just thinking about. Like, I love poetry, man. And especially that like 13th century Sufi poetry, man, just gets me totally, totally in it, man. Yeah. Totally. There, there is something about this space. Like whenever I feel sad, like that's actually when I'm the most productive. Like that's when I started writing a script for the TEDx talk that I was going to give. It was me processing those emotions. I was in so much pain. I was taking action. And that's also an invitation and an opportunity for you as well, the listener. Hey, you're, you're in one of the most creative, one of the most beneficial spaces that you could be, actually. This is where like some of the greatest works have gotten created. So channel that shit. Turn it into something. Create from the pain that you're feeling. And in so doing, you'll be helping other people too. Because like, we, we are all going through this at, at one point or another. Like, I, I can't even count how many breakups I've been through at this point. And sometimes seeing someone else sharing about the hard time that they're having is like therapeutic for me. Because it's like, ah, oh, fuck, like I needed that. I needed that cry. Um, so if I, if I can pitch in a little bit more advice there. Um, when, when I feel really down and like I really sad, some, that's when I do my best work sometimes. So, yeah, I, I think there's, there's room for an outlet there. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. And I'm, I'm just noticing what's coming up for me, man. And the work that I love to do is on my body in the gym. Like, there's, I went so hard today, man. It was just like, fuck, man. I, I was so, like, transformative. Like, yeah, man, that, I use that pain to drive me. And it's in a good way because, like I said, my heart isn't contracted and closed and shut down. It's like wide open. And that's what, like what we're talking about in the beginning, feel that man. And when you shut down your heart and you contract and you close to it, like that's when, you know, I think that's when I would be stuck. Like that's when I would go to bed and that's when I would get on the porn. And that's when I would eat the 25,000 cookies and the, you know, everything <laughs> else. But when I'm open to it and I'm feeling it, it's like, then I go to the gym and then it's like, okay, what do I get? To, what do I get to create next? And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because another edge for me, like I have to put this bed together and finish it and I procrastinated a little, but then I'm like, okay, that's the next thing on my list. I got a list, gym, boom, check. Uh, first feel my feelings, check. What's the next thing? Uh, go to the gym, check. Third thing, more feelings, feel them, check. <laughs> like all fucking day long, check more feelings to be felt check and then okay get this bed got a couch put in today or a couch delivered today and i had to put it you know it's kind of a had to be put together a little bit man and so it was like excited about that like i'm using my hands more which is something i've not really done in the past a lot man so i'm taking on a lot of different projects writing um cr like you said rob creating uh that's big yeah. though dude like, yeah. like using the hands, like I feel like when I was going through really dark times, like, like getting in the kitchen and like peeling some potatoes and chopping them up and cooking something for myself. Sometimes 
that would be the thing that had me feel better. Sometimes that's the only thing I had energy for. It was just like, this this feels under control. And, and the ability to do something with my hands, whether I'm doing ceramics or I'm playing guitar or just, just making something physical in the real world, that sense of reassurance and control again is really nice in, in those moments. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, and I will. I you inspire me too because I know you like to cook and I or bake actually. Like I saw something on social media that the bread that you bake, man, and you're really into that, man. And you got a super cool deal on a a piece of equipment that you use in your process, right? Dude, I I broke the stand mixer that I got off of Goodwill for like fifty dollars because they normally go for like six hundred bucks. I was so stoked. And yeah. it was like really loud and creaky. And then I short circuited it trying to fix the creakiness within 10 minutes of getting it. It was Fuck, <laughs> so <man>. upsetting. <laughs> so what did you do? Like, did you get, uh, did you, cause I saw you made some more bread. Like was it just kneading it and doing it by hand or. I mean, pretty, pretty relevant to this, this right here. Like I just sat with, well, like turning catastrophe into opportunity, I, I sat with the, the frustration at myself, the anger, it was just like, fuck. And then when it went away, like 10, 15 minutes later, it was like, whatever, I'll just, I'll just learn to make bread by kneading it. And like, and then I found a recipe where I didn't even need to do that kind of work. I just sit, I sit my dough in the fridge for like an hour and then it forms the gluten on its own and it's not this sticky mess. And I have, I have the lowest maintenance sourdough loaf that I've ever discovered. And I don't mm-hmm. need a sand mixer anymore. But it, it, it's very much in the vein of what we're talking about right now. It's just, hey, this emotion came up. It's unavoidable. Let me allow this thing to flow so it's not weighing me down anymore. And I'm not making like angry comments at cashiers or whatever. And, and you know, like... <laughs> make, bread and, make bread, not war. Yeah, and and bread is bread is like one of my favorite things because it's like, it gives me something to do and focus on. Like I create a real world end product, and at the end I can eat it with cheese and butter, and it's delicious. Mm. Um, and it it really became a tool for me to cope with what I was dealing with at the time. Um, yeah, it, it it's working with my hands, and making something new, and learning a new skill, and then I turned it into a YouTube video. So there's. This, this is a lifestyle hack for you. If, if you are out to create your own business, one of the most valuable things that you can do, you the listener, is sell your sawdust. And what I mean by that is do the thing that you are going to do anyway. Learn the skill set that you were going to learn because you wanted to. And then get paid to teach other people how to do that thing. Because you found your way through. And there are going to be other people exactly like you who are having the same problems as you are, maybe even with this breakup. You could probably turn everything about this podcast or everything that you learn in your own process into a standalone product, like an ebook or an audio, like a course. And people would pay you money for it because you found your way through. You know what works. Um, and so, again, there's this opportunity. Hey, I'm in an immense amount of pain right now, but I bet other people are too. And the more of those people I help, then the more successful I can be. Yeah, man, I that is very powerful. And I'm just noticing what's coming up for me as you're saying that. And um, what's coming to me is when you help other people, what, what I remember from my experience yesterday when that man reached out to me and said, hey, man, I'm struggling. I need your help. And I chose to 
meet him and have the conversations. He was, he literally is going through the same shit that I'm going through. Maybe not in, in, you know, real time. Like I've, I'm a couple steps ahead. And so, and by the end of the conversation, by the end of the evening, we spent probably three hours together. What I noticed was he's like, dude, man, I feel so much, you know, energy and I feel like I'm unstoppable and I can, you know, change the world and I can, you know, there's nothing that I can't do. And that was just him and I sitting down, having a conversation and like me just listening to him. And that's the power of, you know, helping another human being when you're in pain, like holding space for them, listening to them, giving them an opportunity, not being so eye-centric, eye-focused, like, oh, poor me over here. It's like, you know, it was just such a blessing to be able to sit with this man and just hear him and then see him fucking light up. It was as if, it was as if there, he didn't have any problems anymore. He reconciled them within himself and saw the opportunity and then moved into action. He's like, I got my next step. Boom, this is what I'm going to do. And it, 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 like, it's not rocket science. It's really not. Listening to another human being when they're in pain is an opportunity for you to then get medicine. You know, I like to use the, the terminology, you know, if you're not familiar with med, you, you, get, you get served as well. You get something from holding space for another person. So I just wanted to throw that in there, man. And you can turn that into a, a um, you can turn that into a business because I have. Basically what I'm doing is running in running men's groups and coaching is you create a space for other men or other human beings to come and share what they're going through and you hold it in yourself and for them so they can move through it. You don't take on their emotions and uh, it's a, it's a viable, it's a huge opportunity for me to create a business because the world is asking for it, man. You know, if you're in a helper, like, you know, Rob and I, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We like to help, man. We like to help people out. Like it's, it, it's so gratifying, man. And you get helped in, in, in the, you know, it's just this beautiful circle of life. Like you're helping and you're getting helped and. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, rant. I, I think a good one, man. I, I can't, I can't, I've lost track of the number of times that I've walked away from helping someone else with an even bigger breakthrough on my end. I'm like, oh shit, that's what I should have been doing. And it, it's, it's just from playing inside of that space. It, this, this entire conversation is having me like really, uh, really get clear on like how much breaking up we must have done in the past. Cause I have like endless, endless hints and like tips about how to get through this. And like more just keeps on showing up. Like how much have I done? A lot. I've done this a lot. So yeah, yeah that's, that's why we can help. Um, the, the other thing that popped up for me is, is something that I recently started doing. And it's like, I'll, I'll address an email to someone. I, maybe, and if you don't like emails, maybe you can write this out. And mm. then I'll just start writing what I'm feeling, like my regrets. What am I thankful for in this, in this relationship that I had with this other person? Everything that wells up emotion. What am I angry about? What do I wish could have gone differently? 
Um, what do I feel guilty about? What do I need to be forgiven for? And I write it down. I don't ever send it to that person, but it's there for me because the minute I start writing, I can feel what I'm feeling. And usually it's sadness. And sometimes yeah. I'll just be at my laptop, like fucking crying as I write this stuff out. And sometimes I turn it into content. Like it'll be something I submit to elephant journal and that earns me money. Right. Mm. And so there's, there's this whole thing of like, as long as you're expressing this emotion, as long as you're allowing what you're feeling to move, you will feel better like it never even happens. And you just have to do that day after day for about a couple of weeks. And then after that, it'll just level off. Um, but inside of that, there is the opportunity. If you like helping people, this is your opportunity to do the one thing that people need the most. Like the, the painkiller industry, I think, is like multiple billions of dollars, which was surprising for me because it's like aspirin. Really? People spend that much money on like, like morphine. And over time, I think that was an, an ignorant perspective for me because it's like, why would people need painkillers? Because when we take painkillers, they stop us from feeling the emotional pain that we're feeling as well. And so if you're holding in those emotions like a fart, over time that builds <laughs> up. <laughs> that builds up. And, and your life begins to feel like pain. And that, that's what my life was for a very long time. Day to day, it was just like, ah, oh, feels like something is wrong. And I don't know. It was because I was holding in the fart. And so you can begin to see the temptation of people taking painkillers. So the brain can't tell the difference between physical pain and emotional pain. So when we take painkillers, it actually stops us from feeling the emotional pain that we're feeling, but it's temporary. So that means that it's easy to get into an addictive cycle. And it's very, very similar with sugar. So if I have sugar, I'll feel good for like, what, 10, 20 minutes, and then it'll fade away and that sugar actually causes inflammation in the body. So then I'll feel even fucking worse and then I might not be able to sleep. So you can easily see how this entire process might cascade over time. We can make it so much worse if we don't deal with the emotions. So I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't hold in that fart. Um, so maybe then what becomes relevant at this point is how do you do that? Um, what are some action steps that I can take in order to stop feeling bad so that I don't have to hold on to these emotions? So we've covered off on a few of them already, right? So you listen to a song, you write a letter, uh, you can have a conversation with a friend, you can help someone out, or you can even just move. But I think at the core of all of this is the process of getting to flow. I just want to do something that gets me into a state where it feels like nothing is a problem and I stay in that state for as long as I can. So if it means you go out and you run and you don't stop running, if it means you go out for a drive with your windows rolled down, if it means that you sit in your car by yourself and you're just like belting out music at the top of your lungs and it's embarrassing but there's no one there around so you're doing it anyway, all I think that this comes down to is finding a way to get back into flow so that you can feel like there's nothing wrong again. And if you can get back to that space and you can do that for just a few days in a row, then you'll come through this stronger and better than ever before. Yeah, man. I, I, I agree a hundred percent, man. Uh, yeah, I like, I was thinking about my experience today at the gym, man. I, I'm, I was doing burpees, so I'm little, literally throwing, like you want to talk about looking like a fool? 
I'm in this gym and it's not like a CrossFit gym. It's a regular gym. So nobody's throwing themselves on the floor and then jumping up in the air and clapping their hands. Uh, but this guy, this guy was, this fucking guy right here was, it, and it was like, you know, people are just doing bicep curls and they're doing whatever. And like, I'm fucking drenched in sweat. I can hardly breathe. And I'm, I'm doing this workout. I'm so fucking into it, man. And it just feels so, so good. Um, but it's, it, it could be, I don't feel embarrassed. I actually love it because I feel like I'm modeling something different. I'm like, man, you want to get something you ain't never got? You got to do some shit you ain't never done. You got to throw yourself on the floor, pick yourself up, jump, clap your hands over your head, fucking walking on the treadmill at a, you know, five incline at 1.0 miles per hour. Ain't, ain't going to get it done, brother. And so, you know, I'm thinking that in my head and I'm just like, all right, Scott, you ready? Here we go. Throw yourself on the floor. Now get up. Now jump. Now clap your hands. And I'm just doing the thing. And uh, it was fun today. And it, it, people are looking at you like, what the fuck is going on? I'm drenched, sweat dripping everywhere. But I'm loving it, man. Like I'm Because this is like, it's like prostrations, I guess, or something like that, man, where I'm just, I'm doing this, you know, in lieu of everything that's going on in my life where I could be checked out and doing the opposite, feeling sorry for myself. It's like, Oh man, I'm showing up to my life, man. And I'm also modeling something for the people around me, like bringing a different level of energy where they would be looking at me thinking, well, this, this guy's fucking, he must be all right. And they have, they have no idea. Like I'm in some excruciating pain, not only physically, but emotionally as well. And I also like what you said, Rob, about, um, you know, not only doing things for other people, but like writing uh, a letter to someone. Um, and I think that's a great idea writing a letter to someone in prison. Um, I've never done that personally, but one of the things I really like to do is send books to people, like get a book that's changed my life and randomly send it out. Could be to somebody I know, could be to somebody I don't know, man. And just with the intention of it having an impact on some person I don't know, kind of totally under the radar, not, um, uh, anonymous, you know, uh, I find that the, those things to be very helpful and help me to, you know, process difficult emotions when I'm, you know, when I'm in the shit. So you said a lot of cool stuff there and I'm adding my, like my take on it as well, or my spin on how I do shit. But I think being creative is uh, super important, man, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you were just giving away gold there all casually a second ago. I want to, I want to rewind. So, um, I used to do a lot of dating and relationship coaching, and sometimes I still do. Like, it's like, how do, how do I get people to say yes to me? Is like the skill set that I've really cultivated over time. Mm. And what Scott is describing, like, I get a lot of people that come to me asking for the secret to confidence, right? Like, oh, how do I be more courageous in my own life? Scott just fucking gave you the answer, like, just all casually, like, ooh. And, like, and the thing is, like, it's, it's this willingness to be stupid and do silly things every once in a while. You have to be willing to look dumb. And, and as you get more comfortable, like, hey, I'm doing this thing because I want to, because I need to, because I chose to. This is, this is a line for me. This is what I want to be doing. As you get more and more comfortable doing that, that's where the confidence is. That's where your training is. It's not like, hey, I got to be all stoic and like uh, talk like this all the time and be very loud. <laughs> nah, man. Nah. Like, that's not it. That's not a real confidence. That's learning to fake it. Real confidence is, 
hey, I do the thing that scares the shit out of me or I'm worried about looking like an idiot. I want to say the thing that popped into my head anyway. And over time, you learn like people don't give a shit. Actually, they respond better when you do that. And that's when that becomes confidence, right? Like Scott can show up and just do wacky shit whenever he wants to. And and it's like, hey, is anyone else going to do that? No, just Scott? Well, he's the confident one then. He's the one with the bravery. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish up, man. No. I, okay. So I I just wanted to call that out because that's, that's a big deal. And, and it's also like coincidentally overlaps with this whole emotion thing. Like as, as men, I think we're really conditioned to be like embarrassed when we have emotions. Mm. Let that shit out. Um, I've had women tell me that that's attractive, like repeatedly. Uh, they like it. And there's some women who don't like it because they're super triggered and they're not ready for emotions. And like they've been through some unstable shit. They had to like prop someone up while they were going through a hard time and it wrecked them. But there are women out there who fucking love it. And this is, this is like a polarity thing. Like, hey, I'm just going to be me and do what shows up naturally for me. And then if there are women out there who vibe with that, immediately there's attraction. Immediately yeah. I'm good. And, and dating is the easy example here, right? It, but this, this is all people. And I think, I think in a lot of senses, this is sort of the blueprint for like, for living a life that feels authentic and real and aligned, like a, a life of meaning and value um, and getting paid to do that. I'm just going to be me as hard as I can. I'm going to do the vulnerable, wacky, weird thing. I'm going to be embarrassed sometimes, but I'm going to keep doing that thing. And when I finally stop and I look around myself, I will be surrounded by people who love that about me, right? Who will pay money to be around me while I do that thing. And that's how you get like world-class performers. That's how you get someone who can like beatbox like, like amazingly well. That's how you get people who are experts in their fields because they just keep doing that process. So really, I feel like you gave away like, like the thing right there. And I love that you did. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was, that's my special sauce, man. Like being vulnerable in spaces and not given. No fucks given, man. No fucks given. And I... I, I think you're right, man. When when you don't give fucks and you comp, <laughs> you don't give fucks and like you. But and I was owning it, Rob. Like I was walking through the gym with my chest out, my shoulders back, in front of the mirror, in front of all the guys, not in a cocky way, but like owning it. Like I, because I at at one point I thought, oh, I'll just go around, kind of avoiding people seeing me, and I'm like, no. No, I, I want to be seen in this because I'm in my warrior right now. I'm in my fullest expression of authenticity in this moment. And there were, I'm walking through this because I'm modeling this for other men. I'm not afraid to then look in the mirror and look into my eyes and then fist bump myself. Do that as well. Like I'm going to give from within myself what it is that I need in this moment. And that's like a high five. I don't need some other fucking person to do it. I don't, I don't need anybody to recognize me that wasn't what I was doing it for doing it for I was doing it for me but I'm also saying hey this is available to you too like you want to you know the even the women man they kind of backed up a little bit and I'm just walking through you want to have confidence to stick your chest out and walk through a crowd of people in owning your shit owning how you feel and I'm I'm in it I'm in I'm in a shit fucking you know, I'm feeling a lot of feelings. I, 
stepping away from somebody I really care about. And I'm still showing up and I'm still showing up in my life. I'm like, so chest out, shoulders back, head high. This is who I am, man. Walking through the middle of people, like fucking fist bumping myself in the mirror, like high fiving myself. Like I'm celebrating my life because you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get to do this. Yeah. One yeah. day, man. It's like, hey, I'm grateful. Yeah. No one else is going to celebrate my life. Like if I yeah. can't, if I'm not willing to celebrate my own life, who the fuck is? And, yeah. And that's the thing, right? That's the trap. If 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 I can't live a life where I'm willing to celebrate me and do silly things like fist bump myself in the mirror, like what does that leave me with? Like it's a life of misery, just like pretending like I don't care about what's going on in my own life. And that leads to feeling like you actually don't care. Like it's just it's just playing this like this role. And, and I'm saying this from my own experience. You might not be doing this, but fucking I remember being that guy. And that was the hardest time of my life. Um and so this is actually just reminding me, like, you know, there, there are going to be moments down the road. If you're going through a breakup right now where you just feel like you're at risk, like this is dangerous, this feels terrible. Mm. But if you feel like you're at risk, it also means you're at risk of reward. And everything Scott's given you right now is something that will improve your life, that will help you grow as a person. And this skill set will make you more successful with women, with your career, with people in general. So I guess if I had to throw in my last two cents here, it's just this. It is that inherently, if there is some catastrophe happening, there is an opportunity. And it means that we need to lean into the discomfort a little bit, right? It means that we do the thing that's a little awkward that we don't necessarily want to be doing that helps us push towards that direction. Yeah, man. And, and I think what, what's really coming to me right now is, one of the biggest things, if you're a man, is to reach out and ask for help. Just to be seen in what you're going through. That can have such a profound impact and shift in, in the moment that I, that's the gold for me, man. I, I've done that so many times with you where I wanted to just stay in my shame pile. And I'm like, hey, Rob, I'm here. This is what's going on for me. I'm okay. And can you just hear me in this? And, you know, you would get back to me. So I think that that's my two cents that I close with, uh, is, you know, it's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay to be seen in your pain. Um, actually it's what we really want as humans. We want to feel seen, heard and understood in not just our joy and happiness and winning, but also in our sadness and pain. And, you know, uh, what did you say? Um, pile of shit warmed overness <laughs> yeah man so uh practice find some you know if, if i had to give like an action step if you're going through something difficult like rob said there there is an opportunity for you here you know in a lot of different ways and probably one of the one of the best action steps for me has been reaching out and asking for help yeah yeah that that has made a big difference it's, it's weird. I, I didn't used to do that before I ran into you and then I saw you doing it. And it was like, oh, I guess it's okay for me to do it too. And it's, it's kind of a background, like I take it for granted kind of thing. But, but it, really, it really had me see that like before there was this limiting belief around like people aren't going to care. Like they're just, you know, they're not going to be there for it. And being able to step through that illusion of being alone and no one giving a shit 
into a reality where it's like, no, actually people want to be there for the people when they can be. It's the same deal. It's like you help out that homeless guy, you get to feel better. They get to feel better when they help you out. They get to feel like an actual friend. Um, for me, it used to just feel like trust. Like this person just really fucking trusts me. They're giving me the heavy real shit that like they normally keep to themselves. So there, there's a lot there. There's a lot of freedom available there. And getting out of your own head with regards to what other people are thinking when you have no fucking idea is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. Yep, I agree. Absolutely, man. Well, I think I think we provided like nothing but action steps and like crazy good advice on this one. So I'm going to close it out here today. Uh, if you got something out of this one, don't be afraid to like it, leave a rating, send it off to a friend that you think might need it. And as always, love you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm going to close with that thing I said earlier, that quote, you want to get something you ain't never got, you got to do something you ain't never done. If you're in pain, reach out and ask for help. If you're in pain, reach out and help someone. If you're in pain, feel it. Feel your feelings. Love you guys. Thank you. Peace. Peace.